Cameron and Jake are lifelong friends that love video games, movies, and generally all of nerd culture. Very original, right? Jake, that's me, has recently achieved a dream of mine to move to Japan and teach English, so we stay connected by making this podcast. Each episode, you'll join us as we take a nostalgic look back at the culture that we so love. This is Region Unlocked. Welcome, everyone, to Region Unlocked. I'm Cameron. And I'm Jake. And this is our podcast about video games and nerd things. And just trying to stay in touch with my best friend who's in Japan. Yep, pretty much. It's been fun so far. And uh, yeah, there's a time difference, but that is why we are passionate about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is quite the time difference. It is 9.30 p.m. for me. I assume it's 11.30 p.m. for you. Yeah, well, 11 a.m. for me. Oh, yes, a.m. So it's still Excuse the morning. Me. It's crazy. It is. All right. Well, before we get into it, Jake, what's been up with you lately? Well, How's what's Japan? Been up with me? Uh, Japan's very good. It doesn't cease to uh, amaze, as usual. It's very fun to explore, and I've been finding a lot of fun video game-related stuff. Uh, Do like tell. Very recently, I found <laughs> a copy of... Um, the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time N64 in a bargain bin with the cart, manual, and box for about 15 US dollars. So a uh, little over, um, I'd, I'd say, 1500 yen. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it so, is. But that's the reason also why I bought an N64 here to go along with it. That is really cool. So if, if just that, with all its box and manual and that was only $15. Like, what What other cool stuff are you finding over there? Well, lots of N64 games without boxes. Um, I'm also finding a lot of just video games in general yeah. that were not released in the U.S. that I'd never even heard of that I'm willing to try out and look forward to that very soon. And I'm also finding out that there are some things that are a little bit harder to find here, such as... Uh, I wouldn't say controllers. You can find good first-party controllers over here, but finding the consoles themselves have been kind of difficult, at least the classic ones. But when you do find them, they tend to be a little bit cheaper than the U.S. counterparts for some reason. Okay. But, yeah. Well, hey, that sounds pretty good to me. Been doing some exploring and some video game stuff, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jake and I, we, uh, we've been looking back at the past games we played since we were born, and... We talked a lot about the N64, and with that, we're going to today talk about some of our favorite racers that were on that system. Without uh, further ado, Jake, won't you take it away? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, today we're going to start out with probably one of my favorite racing games of all time and definitely the first racing game that I ever played, Mario Kart 64. Very awesome game. Yes, um, it is. And it was, uh, it was unprecedented at the time because it was the first time uh, Mario Kart was in 3D. Okay, so the N64 had just come out and 3D games were new. We'd see Super Mario 64, which was the first time we'd see Mario in 3D. And then Mario Kart 64 came along and that was the second entry in the series. So mm -hmm. the first Mario Kart was Super Mario Kart and that was uh, two-dimensional. Well, the graphics were sprites basically. Mm -hmm. And now we're looking at 3D rendered graphics. So it was not a launch title, but it was intended to be. They pulled the plug on that because... Um, they wanted to spend more time hyping up Super Mario 64, which I understand. Still, yeah. it came out. Uh, uh, it came out a little bit later in North America, February 10th, 1997, and it mm -hmm. came out just about a year prior to that in Japan. That's not so, what I read. Really? I mean, yeah, it came out the year before, but it was just December 14th of 96. Of 96. So it's just like a, yeah, just like a two-month difference. Oh, well, <laughs> technically it was last year. Yeah. <laughs> technically it was the year prior then. No. But, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was intended to be a launch title. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, originally the same characters from Super Mario Kart were included in Mario Kart 64 in the beta release, but they okay. switched out a couple uh, 
so they switched out. I believe it was Koopa Troopa and uh, uh, Donkey Kong Jr. With that's right. Yeah, then with uh, with Donkey Kong and Wario, mm-hmm. and then it made extensive use of the rubber band AI, which if you don't know what that is, it's adaptive AI, so it keeps everyone kind of in the same, um, <laughs> kind of in the same skill level. If someone falls too far behind, then true, well, or at least the far. the top three. You always have like two people who are always like sticking with you through all the the Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, keeps things quote unquote leveled out. Rubber band AI is, of course, controversial, but eh, that's that's what was uh, in the game at the time. I can I like that though, because yeah, yeah. I mean, because even on if you're just playing the slowest 50 CC, mm-hmm. you still had those two people who were they were usually keeping you in check. Yeah, at, at, to some extent, to where you mm-hmm. weren't just slaughtering the whole time, which uh, kept it enjoyable even at those the slower difficulties. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And looking back, I can definitely appreciate that perspective. But when you're a little kid who just wants to win, it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes you mad sometimes. Yeah, I was always mad about it, but I, I do definitely understand that it does it does kind of keep you in check. So amazing game, first game I ever played. Um, Cameron, when you hear the name Mario Kart 64, what are some things that you think about? What What are some of your fond, I guess, initial thoughts with this game? Um, oh man, I've this was probably one of the the most logged hours that i had in an n64 game oh my gosh seriously well that's awesome (laughs) i'm not sure but just because it it was out so close to launch which means i had it for a while and it was just a go-to game for when friends were over Hmm. and so a lot of playing that with friends over especially battle mode battle mode It's a ton of fun, and like you can still get this out today and play battle mode with friends and have just as much fun as you did. Yeah. Uh, Especially because in battle mode, I love when you do four players because once the first person gets out, they get to turn into that little uh, kamikaze bomb and just try to (laughs) crash into other people and screw them over, which is always fun. Yeah, it really is. That's so true. No, you definitely got it right there with the with the whole friends thing. I didn't even think about that. It was such a great game to play with uh, with your friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kamikaze bomb. Wow, I forgot about that completely. <laughs> that was awesome. That would explain why why there were always little bombs all over the place. Oh, yeah. did you know that one of the manuals actually said um, in the tip section to look at your <laughs> opponent's screen? What? <laughs> no. Isn't that awesome. It's cheating. It's a, yeah, it is cheating in this day and age, right? That's so taboo. <laughs> well, but like, I kind of understand it. Sure, in Mario Kart, it's not as detrimental to to screen peek. Yeah, but like, not like a first person shooter where <laughs> where camping is can be everything. Yeah, but. it really ruins it. It's it's sneaky, is what it is. But yeah, the the official manual said that. So fun fact, hey, right there. Take advantage and, of the screen if you got it. Speaking <laughs> of that, it's just. Like, Mario Kart, it just, actually, well, the the 90s in general, it's just couch co-op or, you know, having four friends to play games with was common, and it was so much fun, and things are still fun, but gaming has gotten a little more isolated to where Mm. everyone just plays from home over the internet, and really, Nintendo's, today, is one of the only companies still trying to keep that alive i feel Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah i would agree that's that's a very interesting way to look at it yeah it's true it's not really i wouldn't say as personable it's just it's different it's different when you actually have the people there and Mm -hmm. you're in uh you know actual um in the actual space that they are yeah so yeah i remember that a lot with uh, some of the n64 games and stuff so what about you what what comes to your (laughs) mind what comes to my mind with Mario Kart, about the same thing. First game that I played that involved racing, and I remember playing Time Trial so many times just so, so I could explore. I didn't race much. I just like to drive around and look at things. Oh, I did too. Yeah, so, about the same thing, though. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what we used to do was we would just call it playing around. Mm. I'd, so we'd have friends over, and it's like, do you want to race or you just want to play around? <laughs> and by play around, we'd go to some of our favorite maps and just kind of explore them. Like, 
like go to Calamari Desert and drive through the train tunnel mm-hmm. um, and just like follow the train. Um, yeah. <laughs> and more particularly, I really liked Royal Raceway mm-hmm. because you could drive around Peach's Castle, like the outside, and just kind of be like, oh, I remember when I was here in Super Mario 64 and now I'm driving yeah. around it. And it was just cool that like that that was even open that they had mm-hmm. rendered that area for you to drive through because they got rid of it in mm. whatever uh, remade version of it was I, probably the Wii uh, I don't remember but it was yeah, blocked it off was, you couldn't go around mm-hmm. the castle yeah you're right and they used the same textures same scale and everything it was yeah. all there which is really awesome so playing around. Yeah, also, right there. also playing around. <laughs> <laughs> so we would also just like go pick a spot on the track and just try to booby trap it as much as we could. <laughs> like for no reason. It's just like we would keep in item boxes until we got, you know, fake item boxes and would just line the road with all these bombs <laughs> and just be like, all right, now try to drive through this. And that was it. <laughs> There's no point to it. <laughs> Yeah, but there was because it brought many hours of joy and merriments during your childhood years. <laughs> yeah. We would also do that in, in battle mode. Like we'd go to block oh, yeah. fort and say, okay, this one's your fort. This one's mine. Booby trap as much as you can. And yeah. I'd say like seven times out of ten, people would end up killing themselves trying to lay the bombs in perfect lines across their block <laughs> fort. <laughs> they tried to like block all the entrances. And then yeah, accidentally, yeah. like, back into one of their own bombs. And oh my then gosh. you'd win by default. Oh, boy. Don't you just love battle mode? Actually, let's let's expand upon that a little bit. Uh, when okay. Mario Kart first came out, or the idea of it was originally conceived, it was um, altered quite a few times because it was believed to not be unique enough. It was just another racing game, basically. So they spent, or the developers spent most of their time on the battle mode and developing that to make it unique. Um, and at the time, I mean, how many racing games actually had a battle mode where you could, you know, drive around in your, in your race cars pretty much and smash people. Uh, that's yeah. one of the things that made Mario Kart 64 so unique, if you will, it was the yeah. battle mode. And that's where I spent a lot of my, t- uh, my time too. Uh, actually, most of it was probably with you at your house because <laughs> you had the game and I didn't. <laughs> oh, you didn't? No, I rented it like a oh, ton okay. of times, but yeah, it was rental after rental, very expensive. Mm. But anyway, yeah, um, I tried to play it before talking about it today, but my sister has my copy of it. Ah, I need to buy another one or take it back from her. I might try and go find a Japanese copy of it and see how it differs. Well, there are a couple differences, and now oh, that I you say already that, know you already knew the answer, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Now that right. I say that, that's a Did great segue. Uh, there are some differences. Um, I'd say the most notable one is uh, at least one of the ones that I found interesting was the voice clips in mm-hmm. the Japanese version are completely different. You How think, so? Uh, the the voice actors and what okay. they say. So that's not universal, believe it or not. I thought it was, but it wasn't. And that's just not something I even thought about. So do you know what some of the different things they say are? Or is Mm. it in Japanese? It's in Japanese, and there's also different voice actors. Yeah, I I do not know, to be honest. (laughs) And also, in the beta version that they showed off when it was first announced, there was no um, Donkey Kong. It was Magic Koopa instead. Oh, that's right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that'd be... It's just interesting because, like, Magikoopa isn't really a prevalent Mario character. No, not at but, all. But if he had been in Mario Kart, this it'd probably be different. He'd probably be a lot more common character and things. Yeah. At least huh. today, he's probably a little more common. But back then, no one heard about him, pretty much. I mean, aside from being the supporting character that he was in the previous right. Mario games. But it makes you wonder why... He was as a stand-in. I know that for Mario Kart 64, the developers um, got a hold of Rare to provide the Donkey Kong model uh, because Rare was in charge of the Donkey Kong games at the time. So maybe there was a little bit of a delay, if you will, with uh, the Donkey Kong character development. Oh, so he was a stand-in. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Just all hypothesis and theory and stuff. But hmm, it's interesting, interesting to think about. Yeah. For sure. 
There's one thing I wanted to correct you on, actually. Yeah. So being, you're saying the game was rendered in 3D, which mm-hmm. it is. All the yeah, levels yeah. of that game are 3D, but the characters themselves um, is actually using a technique called billboarding. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. They're actually two-dimensional sprites where basically they rent, they make sprites of all of their like leans and turns, but yeah, it's just kept perpendicular to the camera, so yeah. they look 3D, but it's really just trickery, which they needed to conserve space. Like a snapshot of each individual angle, if you will. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a really good point. That's something you really didn't notice back then, but it's pretty apparent today if you yeah if you flip it on. It's amazing how graphics age like that. But that's a <laughs> that's a very good point. So, did you know that when this game was announced, it was called Mario Kart R? That was the announced title. Uh, no, I did not know that. Yeah, and the R. What do you think it stands for? <laughs> uh, racer. Yeah, you'd think, right? No, the R stood for rendered. Rendered? <laughs> yeah, so Mario Kart rendered. And why did they think of that? Well, it so makes brilliant. Sense, but it makes more sense to call it Mario Kart Racer. I don't know why they changed it. Probably because it was similar to, well, at the time, Sonic R came out around the same time. Oh. And maybe there was just a similarity. Also another yeah. racing game. But yeah, another fun fact right there. Of all the characters that you play as, who is your favorite? Uh, Luigi. Luigi. Oh, sorry. Why is that? <laughs> no, not Luigi. I've got the list of the characters in front of me, and for some reason that was the first one I looked at. No, oh, yeah. Yoshi. Yoshi is Yoshi. who we all, everyone fought over Yoshi. Really? It's just, as soon as the, the character select screen came up, I think one of the people like defaults they their cursors on yoshi so they would just like try to press a real quick but everyone everyone what? i ever played with just wanted yoshi and so because of that that's all i ever played with um but probably my second favorite would be toad just because he was a little you know he's he's the underdog he's unique yeah yeah you're right he was i'm, I'm just really fascinated why yoshi why did everyone want yoshi um the friends i played with they seemed to know that he was statistically superior. Yoshi was? So they said. You think so? Okay. So we went with it. Well, I guess that's fair. But the statistically correct answer to that would be, I think, Mario, right? Wasn't Mario and Luigi the actual balanced character in the game? Right. That's interesting. I mean, they're they're generally always the most well-rounded. Yeah, well-rounded. Okay. But then again... I never played this game right, or I never played it <laughs> skillfully. Like, I yeah. just drove and hope I won. Hmm. And then I'd get to, I'd play with some people in college, and they would immediately be drifting corners and yeah. doing all this stuff. And it's just like, what? You're actually drifting? You don't get, you don't get boosts out of this. This isn't Mario Kart Double Dash. Like, what are you doing? And they would, they would kill me. Hmm. And because of that. Um, I never even knew that there was a second start screen for yeah. completely beating the game because mm. I never went out of 50cc because I never I didn't know there was a reason to. Yeah, mm. it's one of the unlockables, one of right. the very few unlockables in this game. But isn't it the yeah. only? What else is unlockable? Uh, the other unlockable thing. Well, I don't really know if it's unlockable. But there is a um, an Easter egg or a glitch per se. I don't know. No one really knows, and no one got official confirm- confirmation on which it was. But at the results screen after you win a race, uh-huh. if you let the music loop sixty four times, it plays an alternative version of the song. Huh. So you can understand why people thought it was an Easter egg because you know sixty four times. Right. Some sense. people are speculating that's a glitch too, but it's just it's an Easter egg or something that was included that a lot of people <laughs> don't know about. But yeah, there's not many unlockables in this game, which is why it's so fun to just you know sort of play yeah. for fun, if you will. It is for fun. So is there is there a mirror mode in this? Uh, no, there is no mirror mode. Are you sure? I thought someone told me. There oh was. no no yes yes there is a mirror <laughs> okay. mode. Yeah yeah no you're, you're right there is a mirror mode. I'm sorry I don't know why I said no. Yeah, it, that's another one of the few unlockables. But um, no, the mirror mode. Oh my gosh, 
Did you remember ever playing mirror mode with uh, Toad's Turnpike? No, I like I said, I didn't even know there was a mirror mode oh, in okay. this. I never yeah, yeah, unlocked yeah. it. That's right. Well, so if you what's do, so great about that? Uh, it's not really what's so great. It's what's so not great. Okay. So what happens with mirror mode on Toad's Turnpike is all the cars are now coming at you. And oh. initially you might think, oh, that's not so bad. It is so insanely hard. I don't know if that's just me talking from when I played it and failed many times. But yeah, it is noticeably harder when the cars are coming at you. Well, I assume you're probably moving at 150cc speed, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're coming at you even faster. And they're coming at you even faster. Yeah, so that there's that. It, it makes sense in theory, but mentally it does not make sense. It will make <laughs> you lose your mind. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so um, there are four cups, including the special cup. Mm -hmm. Mushroom cup, flower cup, star cup, and, well, of course, a special cup. Which one is your favorite, Cameron? My favorite cup. If you have hmm. one. <laughs> oh, that's a tough choice. I'm, I'm looking at the list right now. Or maybe, like, a favorite track in a particular cup. How about, really let's, how about let's, let's talk about each cup, and then I've got tracks from each cup. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That are my favorite. Mm, the mushroom cup which is the first one that you're supposed to start with and considered to be, I guess, the easiest. Sure. Uh, you've got Luigi Raceway, Mumu Farm, Koopa Troopa Beach, and Calamari Desert. Right. Yeah, so of all those, which one's your favorite? My favorite, this was tough. I couldn't, it was a tough choice between Koopa Troopa Beach and Calamari Desert. Hmm. Just because I like the beach aesthetic, but I ultimately yeah. picked Calamari Desert just because I... I liked the like Western aesthetic to it, as yeah. well as the fact that it had that that train that you had to dodge, mm -hmm. and it was just always fun to see like the computer characters come to the come to a stop and like wait for the train to pass, and <laughs> it was just fun. Yeah, yeah, that is. Did you ever try to get on the train or jump onto the train? I'm sure I did. Yeah, I certainly did. To no avail. Mm. <laughs> so in the manual, fun fact about this, in the manual, it lists the tunnel that the train goes through as a shortcut, when in what? fact it's actually longer to go through yeah. the tunnel than to go on the actual track. So someone didn't uh, do their research. But, well, because um, it's not paved. It's just like hitting bumps like crazy. Yeah. And you're, you're way slowed down. It's true. And, and then you might get that, hit by a train. <laughs> Yep, and you've got the danger of the train, too. So uh, don't listen to the manual, folks, if you're ever reading it. It says that the tunnel is a shortcut. It is not. I mean, maybe if so, you have a star, it'd be yeah, okay. Maybe. But that might be uh, true. Not a traditional shortcut. No, no. Now, for the Mushroom Cup, my favorite track is, without a doubt, Koopa Troopa Beach. I used to play that one just for the music, to be honest. Oh, okay. I just wanted that island feel. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Now, uh, moving on to the Flower Cup, what is your favorite track from the Flower Cup? This one was tough. I think they're all good, except for Chaco Mountain. Chaco Mountain was kind of boring. Chaco Mountain uh, is boring. Why is that? I don't know. It's just, hmm. it's too brown. There's not, yeah, there's nothing to look at, is there? Not much going on. Hmm. So, I thought of Mario Raceway, just because it's a, it's a fun, traditional track that's less boring than Luigi's Raceway. Mm. And then Toad's Turnpike is a fun level with cool music, but ultimately it's just, it's not that interesting, mm -hmm. I feel like. So I went with Frappe Snowland as my favorite, just because it has the snowmans you can dodge, it has that giant snow Mario as a centerpiece, and yeah, I liked it. It's got that cool like snowy canyon you drive through to the finish line. Mm -hmm. It's just a fun level. Yeah, I would agree. Rappé Snowland or Toad's Turnpike. It's a toss-up for me on those two right there. Yeah. I liked Frappe Snowland for the same reason you did, but Toad's Turnpike, there's just something about the, the sunset, the the hum of the cars, the white noise, the music. It was just, there's something magical about it. I don't know. I just liked it. <laughs> now moving on to the Star Cup. What about the Star Cup? You go first. All right. Now, from the Star Cup, mm, I'd have to say ugh, Royal Raceway, though Bowser's Castle is not far behind. Royal, really? uh, Royal Raceway, yeah. Royal Raceway simply because of the Peach Castle that you can 
drive up to. Yeah. And that was all I needed to be entertained on that level. And Bowser's Castle, second place, because it was amazing to look at, but it used to scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it so scary? Oh, because of the, uh, the thwomps. I was always scared that they would just pop out of the corner and start laughing at me or something, which they kind of do in some regards. And I even had a nightmare about them once. <laughs> they just kind of like popped out of the corner and started following me doing that laugh. Hey, speaking of that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is the same laugh as Wario, mm. except slowed down. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yep. So check it out sometime, folks. The Thwomp oh, I'll, laugh. I'll, I'll post it right here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go very cool right all oh, right yes definitely <laughs> so i hate sherbert land so that's out okay <laughs> i think as a kid one of my favorites was wario stadium wario stadium okay. was it was just so cool it's like whoa i'm in like a dirt bike arena but then as you keep playing it, it's like oh wow this is really long and yeah. not that interesting. I remember um, I was at an event at Purdue, and before the event, they had a projector hooked up, and they're like, mm -hmm. all right, we're going to bring down four people from the audience, and they're going to do a, a Mario Kart race. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. And then they picked Wario Stadium. I was like, oh, gosh, I have to. we just have to watch this for seven minutes for this race to complete. Oh, my gosh. So it took a while to watch. Yeah, and then the people who... Like, the one person who won knew how to cheat. And there's ah. a spot where you can, like, tumble over a ledge mm. and skip almost the entire track. And it's like, come on, why why are we letting him cheat? This isn't fun. Just because it can be exploited doesn't mean we shouldn't let him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's, moving on that from stinks. that. Yeah. Moving on from Mario Stadium. <laughs> so, moving on from that, Bowser's <laughs> yeah. Castle is my favorite. Just because it's uh, it's got a lot going on it's just fun you got explosive fireballs you've got a fire breathing statue you've got a thwomp mm. in jail for some reason yeah and <laughs> it's just enjoyable good level mm. i would agree i would agree now the special cup what is your favorite from the special cup it's a very special cup if you will it is special and fun fact this is one of the only mario kart games that has a special cap unlocked from the very beginning. You don't oh. have to unlock that. Hmm. Interesting indeed. Yeah, the only other circumstance is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. Hmm. That already has everything unlocked. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, that probably helps. <laughs> well, it certainly <laughs> does because you can just go and have fun. But anyway, in this level we got... DK Jungle Parkway, Yoshi Valley, Banshee Boardwalk, and Rainbow Road. Some good levels. I hate Yoshi Valley on the N64. I've, I liked its remake on the hmm. Switch, but my favorite, I'm assuming this is yours as well, is DK Jungle's Parkway. DK Jungle's Parkway? No, DK's Jungle Parkway. DK's Jungle Parkway. So yeah, the reason that was not being. My favorite, but... Oh, it wasn't? Okay, well then I'll explain. No, okay, um, good. <laughs> Because it's just a, first off, it's just a fun aesthetic being in a jungle. It's got mm -hmm. a giant rope bridge, it's got a cave, and it's got you jumping over a river with a, a ferry going underneath it. Hmm. And this was, this was another level where we would play around, where we would just try to land on the boat going yeah. underneath the bridge. We would do that over and over again, and it's like... Oh, maybe maybe this time we'll actually land on it and it'll work. <laughs> yeah, and then you it, actually land on the deck and realize you explode anyway. Yeah, it doesn't work. Mm, and then you randomly, if you if you drive off course, you get coconuts or something being thrown at you to knock you back on course. Yeah, along with the monkey MIDI sound effects in the background. Exactly. Yep. Sad time. Happy time though, at least trying. <laughs> but I did the same thing tried so hard to get onto that ferry ferry f-e-r-r-y by the way yes, and not um, the magical type yeah not the magical type <laughs> but dk jungle park or dk's jungle parkway was okay i just enjoyed playing around with it like you like you said yoshi valley i hated probably for the same reasons it's a maze and there's not much to look at except a giant egg 
right. Banshee Boardwalk used to scare me. <laughs> and Rainbow Road was a level that was magical. And that is why it was my favorite in the Special Cup. Yeah. Rainbow Road. There's something just neat about seeing giant colorful faces in the sky, even though it's super duper long. You really didn't have much in the way of traps, if you will, except the um, chain chomps that ran around right. and tried to eat you. There's fencing around the whole thing, so you couldn't mm-hmm. really fall off. Unless you jumped and sped up off a giant hill, but that was rare. That almost never yeah. happened. So, yeah, the special cup, a special one indeed. <laughs> Especially Rainbow Road, which is Especially Rainbow Road. positively beautiful. Now, so, let's talk about bad, uh, battle courses. Okay. There are four of those. Yes, I have are. to say, my favorite is Block Fort because it's so big and you can, as you kind of said earlier, claim one of the spots as your own. Yeah. <laughs> so why'd you, uh, what, what, or what was your favorite in the battle courses? My favorite was also Block Fort. Oh, really? Hark. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I, now that I think about it, I'm not quite sure what the rhyme or reason is. Hmm. Maybe just because it had some nice straightaways for hitting people with shells or yeah. just like chasing them across bridges was fun. But it was a good level. And There's a little bit of variety too. There are different levels. So? Well, levels, no pun intended, where you can go mm-hmm. up first, second, third, and fourth, and then there's the bridges across the top. But there's also right. variety. There's different colors. And then yeah. each color has its own fort, quote unquote, fort. Yes. And going to each of those had a different feel to it. And yeah, they were all <laughs> you know, the same. physically the same, but <laughs> it just it gave a little bit of variety. Yeah. Um, gave a different color scheme. So maybe that was maybe that's another reason why it was so neat, why it was so memorable, and why we both chose it. Yeah. So the other levels we got block four or sorry, uh, double decker, big donut i didn't write them down is it called big donut yeah it's called big donut and skyscraper skyscraper so i like big donut it's just it's a little simple and mm. skyscraper's fun because you you know you can like boost and, and jump over the gaps which yeah. is fun but it's so easy to fall off though it, it yes and the frame rate drops on that level like way worse than any other level in that game mm. wow that's yeah. something that I'll have to look at again. At least Holy that's cow. what I noticed. Just too last many time graphics, too many lighting effects. Maybe. Yeah, um, that's probably it. And then I put down that my least favorite was Double Decker, just because. Oh yeah. It's like too big. It's it can take a while to track people down in that level. Okay. Yeah. All right. I could agree. I could agree on that. There's not much to look at either. No. Now, of all the levels in the game. Do you have a least favorite or one that you just cannot stand hmm. or just don't care about at all? Well, I wrote down my least favorite from each cup, and that was yeah. Moo Moo Farm, Chaco Mountain, Sherbertland, and Yoshi Valley. Okay. I would say the least of favorite of them. those, though, I hate the music that's in Moo Moo Farm and Chaco Mountain. Oh, the... Mm, Actually, yeah, it's the I same know. in Yoshi Valley, isn't it? It's Yep, it's the same song in all those. Even though that is the same music that plays in Blockport. There's just something about those <laughs> levels that makes it worse. <laughs> that is hilarious. Maybe it's a song right there. Maybe you didn't even think about it until now. <laughs> it was the music that was a total turnoff for you on all those levels. No, I'd say Chaco Mountain is probably my least favorite, just because of what we said <laughs> earlier. It's pretty bland and boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would have to agree on that as well. <laughs> yeah. Chaco Mountain. Mm. Now that's what really did it in. All right, so the next ones uh, that we should talk about are the items. Okay. Um, so depending on where you are in the race, you get a certain item to either throw or use as a trap. And depending on where you are in the race, you will get certain ones more frequently than the others. So like the mushrooms, they give you the boosts and there's a single, the triple, and then there's a super mushroom, which lets Mm -hmm. you just basically spam the speed up button and lets you go as fast as you can for a while. Yeah. And my personal favorite, the fake item, 
That's the right. one that you lay <laughs> to to smash people who aren't um, who aren't suspecting it. Then mm -hmm. you got the bananas, which are great if you're strategic about them. Um, but yeah, you drive over with the banana and you slide around. Green shells almost useless. <laughs> unless you're a good sniper. Unless you're a good sniper, exactly. Unless you know how to use them, like the bananas. But they don't home like the red shells, which are great. Yeah. Because the red shells will home in on or hone in on the uh, opponent and hit them usually, unless you throw them into a wall, which you can do in this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the superstar, which makes you invincible and gives you a speed boost. The lightning, which will zap everyone except for the person in last place or anyone behind everyone. you in it. Yeah, anyone behind you too. And okay. depending on where you were in the race, it takes you longer. Uh, if you're closer to first, it takes you longer to become normal sized again. And right. you got Boo, which is the ghost that steals your item. Mm -hmm. Last, but certainly not least, in fact, one of the most controversial ones, the spiny shell or the blue shell, which yeah. was put into the game to, as one of the developers said, uh, equalize the, uh, the arena to make sure everyone's still playing, to give everyone a fighting chance, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. The thing about this game is it, it's almost impossible to ever get, unless you're in eighth place, and even then you sometimes don't get it. Yeah, it's it was rare in that, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was good. It went through and hit everyone all the way to first place. If they it were was, unlucky enough to be in its path. Yeah, it was it was powerful, mm -hmm. and this was the first time people saw it. So it came in through every subsequent one, right? Every, every subsequent uh, Mario Kart game. So those are all of the items, and yeah, the the hardest one to get is the spiny shell. Yeah. So, yeah, the reason why I like the fake item so much, which is the box with the upside down question mark, is, mm -hmm. and you taught me how to do this, actually, <laughs> when you're driving, you you put it in a cluster of actual items right. so people can't tell the difference. Yeah. And prior to that, I thought it was useless because, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, why would anyone drive into that? It's just out of place. <laughs> right. But Mars 64, I'd say that, that fake item box was like the most deceptive that mm. it's ever been like it looks identical except the question mark is upside down mm -hmm. and all the other games after that it's like red and very obviously yeah. fake the only way you're mm -hmm. going to hit it is if like someone knocks you into it or you're a dummy and just can't drive right yeah <laughs> or if you're somehow a master and put it in right over an actual block yeah or an actual item box which is very rare but right i guess it could happen <laughs> it could happen so yeah it definitely could so mario kart 64 that is mostly the gist of the game i would say incredible game i would easily give it a nine out of ten personally okay. um and you probably have a very high score uh, for uh, it too. i didn't i didn't <laughs> think about what to read it it's well, tough it's tough in retrospect after playing, you know, so many other Mario Karts. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it obviously doesn't hold up anymore, but at the time, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, I'd say in its prime, I'd give it like an 8.5. Okay, that's fair. Do you care if I share a few more fun facts before we wrap it up? Absolutely. We should uh, get as much out as we can before we do our top fives. All right. Some fun facts I was looking about um, differences that happen when you do multiplayer because, hmm. you know, N64 was relatively weak compared to how things are now, and they had to do a lot of things to keep frame rate intact mm -hmm. and get rid of things. So when you play two-player in that game, in Calamari Desert, the trains only have a tender and one passenger car attached to it, as opposed to the five passenger cars it normally has. Okay. And in Frappe Snowland, it only snows in the background, but not on the track itself. Oh, wow. But then it gets, it gets way more dramatic when you're playing with three or four players. Mm. So three and four players, there's no music. No music is played at all. Except, really? except if you have a superstar. Oh, oh my gosh. On any yeah. of the tracks? No, yeah. There's, according to this, but I feel like I remember music in battle mode. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, no kidding. It huh. also drops the frame rate to 20 frames per second. Oh, wow. That'd be sort of hard to play with today because we're so used to 
having everything so prime. Yeah. Any track that had clouds in the sky, the clouds are removed. Mm. The There are no trees in the meadows of Moo Moo Farm. <laughs> the trains in Calamari Desert only have the locomotive. Okay. No stars in the sky for any level with stars. So Toad's Turnpike, Rainbow Road. Yeah, yeah. No snow at all in Frappe Snowland. Huh. And there's no boat in DK's Jungle. Oh, well, that rules out trying to do that challenge with a bunch of friends, trying to land <laughs> That's on it. That's right. No boat to land on. <laughs> Interesting. And not multiplayer related, but this is the only Mario Kart game that uses onomatopoeia, such as pomp and boing and crash. <laughs> as li- Bang. L- little words pop up. It's, it's like a Batman cartoon that we're watching. Yeah. And when you're drifting, I think it's at like... Fee, wee, like e and oo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a bunch of little e's coming out. That's a nice detail. Would not have thought of that, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So Mario Kart, we can all agree, or both of us can agree that it's an awesome <laughs> game. All right. All so both of us. Yeah. If you're still listening to this, you can probably. Um, we're just gonna guess that you might enjoy this game too. I hope so. so. Uh, let's talk about some top fives right now. Uh, for this particular game, we decided to come up with a top five list of our, I suppose, most memorable details from this game. So we'll do a five, four, three, two, and then a number one. And if mm-hmm. you don't know how this works, each time we do an episode, we think of a top five list, and I believe it's one point for each one that we both share. Uh, yes. That we. Uh, but have not not shared. the same order. Yeah, not the same order. And then three points per one that is in the same order um, that we share. So if my number one is his number one, we both get three points. So, um, All right. Yeah, let's go ahead and share those. Uh, Cameron, would you like to kick us off with your number five most memorable detail from this game? Okay, so my number five was Rainbow Road. Okay. I didn't have it as a favorite level, but I still really appreciate it for... It, it really feels like like it's the end credits to this game mm. where it's just this beautiful music like really good music when you think about it and seeing all the constellations of the characters like in the stars as you drive uh-huh. it just it feels like even though it's long and kind of s- stretching boringness in some parts it still felt like a really cool finale to the game yeah it, it really was I did not include it on my list I probably <laughs> should have but it was very good I, I probably yeah. should have included it on my list, but hmm, it was well, a very good end to the game. That's for with sure. A, with a category just called memorable details, I'm sure it's going to be hard to get things in common on this list. <laughs> that was the problem coming up with this particular list because there was there was way too many that I wanted to uh, include. So what's your five? My number five is the Sherbet Land Penguin. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the giant penguin in the middle of the um, of the iceberg. Now, I wouldn't say that was a happy memory. I guess it could be, but I spent too many hours of my childhood figuring out how to get to the penguin. (laughs) I figured since the little ones probably were able to go and, you know, meet up with the big one, why couldn't I? So it just bothered me that I could never find a pathway. And (laughs) it always bothered me too how that penguin could never get get to the mainland. I always thought, oh, it was trapped. I'm sad. I'm sad for this penguin, but it (laughs) was just... So funny as as kids, I feel like there's so much you do of where where you just can't accept that yeah that it's not something you can can do mm-hmm. right. It's just like I yeah. see it, it's there. Therefore, I should be able to do it. Most kids, <laughs> most kids aren't taking into account. Oh, that was not programmed into the software. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So that was my number five. What is your number four? My number four was the thwomps inside of Bowser's Castle, mm. um, especially just driving up to the the one in the cage who's mm-hmm. green. It's like, what did you do? You're already <laughs> bad guys. How are you in this cage? <laughs> like, that's, that's scary when you think about it. Yeah, it is, which <laughs> is kind of awesome because that was my number three, to be honest. So uh, I thought you were about to say it was your number four. All right. Uh, yeah, one it was point. on my list, but uh, not my number four. Uh, so number four for me was the coconut monkeys in the DK level. 
Okay. And what I mean is when you're when you drive off the course, you get coconuts thrown at you that pushes you back onto the track itself. Yeah. And I always thought that coconuts were coming from the monkeys in the forest. Of course they were. Or, yeah, so again, another thing that bothered me. I wanted to see the <laughs> monkeys and I was mad because they were throwing coconuts at me almost along the lines of, What did I do to you? <laughs> Even when you're DK, it's like, Wow, I'm one of you. Okay, thanks. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Such betrayal. So that's my number four. All right. My number three was also DK Jungle, but it was Jump in the Boat. Jump in the Boat. Awesome. I was contemplating adding that, but yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Jump in the Boat. Mm, something we can never do. <laughs> no, we can jump it. We just can't land well, on we it. We just, just can't land on it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, my number three was Marty the Thwomp, the one that's so, in the cage. <laughs> how do you know his name is Marty? I tried to look this up to find uh, his name. But you've always told me it's Marty. Yeah, it's Marty based on internet communities of the early 2000s and late 90s. Um, someone somewhere gave him the nickname Marty, and it stuck. So now in internet communities, his name is quote-unquote Marty the Thwomp. So yeah, you're right. I don't know why, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just typed in I, Marty I, the Thwomp, and it comes up and it says, shows Marty... Is a green thwomp found behind jail bars in Mario Kart 64's Bowser's Castle. He is laughing and looks at you through the bars. He appears in the first room of the castle, the jail bars being in front of the first turn into the corridor into the next room. Thank you for that description, Internet. Yes, but there's so much mystery behind him. Yeah. Why is he behind the cage? Why, why does he laugh at you the second that you bump into the bars? What did he do? And That's another funny. reason why I got nightmares <laughs> as a kid, but yeah. yeah there's memorable. actually, there's a bunch of conspiracy videos that come up. So why oh. is he in the bars? Marty the Thwomp explained. I'll have to watch <laughs> these later and find out. You can also use him as a character in certain mods, <laughs> which is crazy. All right, mm. well, I'm going to watch this video later and I'm going to edit it in right here, the explanation of why he's in those bars. So here you go, listener. Here's why Marty is in those bars. Alright, so I just watched this video called Mario Kart 64 Origins of Marty Explained. Why is he in jail? So this video is uh, less of a game theory than I was hoping it to be and more of just a funny joke. I, it was good. I recommend you watch it. It's by the Gaming Master guys. He, he has a few different explanations to why Marty is in jail. One being quite simple, that Bowser is just racist towards Green Thwomps and he has locked that one up. To the little more elaborate conspiracy theories, if you look at the DS game Mario and Luigi Partners in Crime, no, Partners in Time, they visit Thwomp Volcano, which looks to be made of a bunch of dead green thwomps. So apparently Bowser time traveled there and captured one of the last living green thwomps and brought him back to auction him off to the highest bidder, kind of like a whole Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom deal. So there you go. That's why Marty the Thwomp is in jail. <laughs> All right. What a great explanation that was. A wonderful explanation indeed. <laughs> so, um, Cameron, what's your number two? My number two was Peach's Castle for mm. the reasons we said earlier, just being able to drive around there in the same, you know, modeled area as Super Mario 64. Pretty cool. Okay. Definitely. Wonderful. Now, my number two was Banshee Boardwalk. I don't know why, but, <laughs> well, okay, no, I don't know why the following reason exists, but it does. No, oh, okay. there's just a random house that you drive through, and then there's like a giant coffin that opens up and bats come out in the Grand Prix, and there's a fireplace with a cage over it that the bats oh, come out of, too. I forgot about the fireplace. Yeah, and that bothered me as a kid, wondering what's in the giant coffin and why is there a cage on the fireplace? <laughs> it's just, we're so inquisitive. Yeah, stupid stuff like that that really gets you thinking. But that was just, yeah, memorable. I almost me. put that on my list because I was mm. thinking about the, the giant cheap cheap that like jumps over the bridge as you're driving. Oh, the random one? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool. And then my number one Drum roll. is just battle mode in general. No explanation needed. It's just, it was my favorite part. Cool beans. Totally fair, man. My number one was Royal Raceway for the castle. <laughs> All right. So we got 
Two points. Two points. Better than none. Better than none. We almost got another one with the coconut monkeys and the boat. I mean, same level, but mm, yeah. something slightly different. One more fun thing about the castle for me was one time I convinced my little brother that I was doing a... Uh, I was playing Super Mario 64, <laughs> and I drove up to the castle, and I started driving around with the Mario Kart, and I had him, I had his mind blown, because I told him that you can unlock a Mario Kart in Mario Kart 64, and I just drove around the castle. In Mario 64. Yeah, in, or in, uh, yeah, in Mario Kart. I had him believe that you can unlock the Mario Kart in that game when I, I like was just it. playing Mario Kart. So, <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Mm, it was Your fun for me. For him, he believed it for a while. But yeah, that is Mario Kart. Yay. Applause, applause, applause. What a good game. It was. We're going to be talking about another amazing game for the N64 here next, which is the wonderful but we're not, game. Nope, don't spoil it. The wonderful we've already game, talk, mystery we already, game. <laughs> we've already gone over 50 minutes. We're going to cut it here before we start another episode. <laughs> that sounds totally good to me. See, I just got you all on that cliffhanger. You're now very interested in our next podcast. Yes, you'll have to wait a week to find out. So thank totally. you so much for listening to us ramble on about Mario 64. I hope you enjoyed it. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Thank you so much for checking out Region Unlocked. We'll talk to you in the next one. Take care, folks. Take care, folks.